This episode of Frederick's Mind Thing is dedicated to Dave from Knoxville, who uh, drifted away from us onto a new and different path. I hope he has good luck in his new adventure. Gonna miss you, Dave. So yes, I am. I'm back in the van, chattering away. Because the rest of the time I'm either busy working or busy researching. I do a lot of researching. I still have a pile of newspapers that I'm researching. I really can't wait until Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are both in our past. But the fact that DeSantis is significantly younger than me means uh, he might not ever be in my past. Although, judging by how his popularity is looking, it, it may not be that long before he's gone. But I don't want to talk about these guys anymore. But they are... Trump, DeSantis, and the people that support them, they're relentless. They don't stop. I just saw a guy today. Got his table out there near the uh, library that's being renovated. He's got a table out there, Trump 24, and let's go Brandon, and all that marketing stuff those guys got. There's a lot of people making money off of this stuff. Then I'm looking at that guy, and I'm kind of disgusted. And then I look ahead, and the car right in front of me has got a Trump 2024 bumper sticker. I just got done listening about the Republican debates yesterday. Because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Dumber. Because I can't believe you know, that here you've Haley got a TikTok situation. Dumber. Trump is supposed to be turning himself in today. Let's indict the motherfucker. And Wade. <laughs> and then we can find out how close to 237 pounds he really is. If I was a fat man, I'd say he's 30 pounds heavier than that.
and he's obese, which is really quite symbolic. He's obese. He's obese. Uh, that's he's just obese. glutton. And a maniac. He's a sexual predator. And an asshole. He's a liar. Yeah. And people just, not everybody, but people just love him. A lot of people really love him. And the crazy thing about that is a lot of those people claim to be followers of Jesus. They call themselves Christians, you know, Jesus Christ, Christ, Christian, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be jiggered. I just don't see Jesus getting behind a Trump-type person. Dangerous Christianity, which I know there's another side of it, but we're not hearing much from them. We only hear from the Christian nationalists, they're militant, violent, cast their babies into the stone, sort of, Christians. The Old Testament ones. It's really tragic what's been done to the teachings of Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, I know for a fact. Maybe, 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 maybe. He would be on the side of helping the poor. It's right in the book. I read a quote from a woman. She said, when I'm giving food to the poor, I'm told that I'm a great Christian. When I ask why are they poor, I'm called a communist. And that's kind of funny considering the fact that communists are supposed to be atheists. I didn't mean to, but I did fail to mention And when I saw Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, and Rudy Giuliani's mugshots, I did feel a, a twinge of hope and positivity. And it came to my mind the old saying that the wheels of justice turn slowly, but they grind finely. And the thought of that bunch getting John Barleycorned lifted my heart a little bit. And I'm also beginning to think that Jack Smith, Fonnie Willis are approaching this situation the best way possible. With Smith finally focusing on Donald Trump exclusively, and Fonnie Willis going after a bunch of the co-conspirators, 18 or 19 of them, so that we can get the full picture. And it gives me hope. As it's been pointed out that all of these, during all of these indictments of Trump, we have not seen masses of violence like we saw on January 6th. And that may very well be because they've seen so many of the January 6th rioters, attackers,
being prosecuted. They don't want to be prosecuted. And I thought, I mean, you know, our society, we're made up of human beings, and there's a wicked side to humanity. A little bit of it in everybody, and a lot of it in some folks. And that's why we set up these laws, to keep those people in line as best we can. But the plan wasn't to put them in charge and give them more power than everybody else. And yeah, I'm talking about Mark Zuckerberg. I'm talking about Elon Musk. I'm talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mitch McConnell. Those people are ethically challenged. They are power obsessed. And they are not the people that are going to lead us to a better country. They'll bring us back to our most basic greed-oriented state, basic survival, every man for himself. And of course, that mentality really rises high when people are frightened. And that's why they're running around with their guns. That's why they're making up stories about the threats from immigrants. That's why they make up the stories about the children and the adrenochrome. Because they got to keep them scared. Because when people are scared, their morality falls to the side and their drive for self-preservation them and their families is heightened. And the media wants you frightened because they know that's what you pay attention. And they can charge their advertisers more because they got more frightened people watching their media. It's absolutely insane, actually. And here we go. I really wanted to talk about AI and other things, but as I've said before, fascism has to stay at the top of the list. But I do have some AI stories to tell you. Maybe I can integrate it into this podcast, have AI help me out on some of this as I formulate it. But I will have to check its sources, because it'll just make stuff up, just like our president. Oh, and Ron DeSantis, who was involved in Guantanamo Bay and the force feeding of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. And he's also going around threatening to cut the throats of government workers. And I guess it could be argued that he's just being metaphorical. But that choice of language in times as fraught as ours is dangerous speech. So I'm ready to start slitting throats. I'm ready to go. Slitting throats on day one. Slitting throats on day one. Could be argued that DeSantis saying that all the Palestinians were anti-Semitic 
is stupid. There's also inflammatory, which is his wheelhouse, it's where he feels most comfortable fanning flames, encouraging prejudice and division and hostility. What a guy. I asked ChatGPT for its response to a presidential candidate threatening to slit government workers' throats if he got elected. This was its response. Yes, one should be concerned if a presidential candidate is making comments like, We are going to start slitting throats on day one. This type of violent and threatening language is highly inappropriate and raises serious concerns about the candidate's temperament, stability, and respect for human life and the rule of law. Political leaders should promote unity, tolerance, and peaceful discourse rather than resorting to violent and inflammatory rhetoric. Such comments can potentially incite violence and harm the social fabric of a nation. It is important to critically evaluate and question the intentions and character of any candidate making such statements. I mean, he's upping the violent ante a bit. But that's what you have to do if you're going to run to the right of Donald Trump. The reactionary right. If you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. Shot. Shot. Stone cold dead. Those outlandish statements get you more media attention, and the media is going to promote it because it will make normal people feel frightened, and then they'll pay closer attention, then they sell their ads, you know, you know how it goes. Geez, we're in trouble. But we're not dead yet. I know the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is cruel and he's selfish. And he appears to me to be stupid until I think that he is governor of Florida. He has a chance of being a, the presidential candidate for the Republican Party next year. And I think he, he's went to both Yale and Harvard, has a law degree from Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. But at the same time, he's opposed to vaccinations and masking, and he lies hides data from the, the citizens of the state that he governs. And I've had Floridians come to me saying that uh, their parents, physicians, are already telling them that, you know, you're 80 years old, you have to take uh, this, this new shot that has just been approved. And a lot of people have questions. But then he wins re-election by 20 points. So is that stupid? Just cruel. I mean, it seemed cruel to me when he started sending a the immigrants 
in many cases, refugees to other states, possibly illegally, at least questionably, it made him popular. And in some cases, it seemed like it might have had the effect on the states that they were desiring. Keep wanting things to be a little more black and white, but they're not lately. Black and blue is more like it. Feel like we're taking a emotional and mental beating. And it's important to remember when we're thinking about people like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, is there's a wonderful old saying. It goes, where there is mortality, there is hope. To keep hope alive is not foolish. Despite the fact that it seems like far too frequently the wrong people die too soon. And the lunatics that you wish would go away just seem to hang around. Crazy. Crazy. It's amazing. People feel it. It's amazing. If I talk crazy, everyone goes crazy. Amazing. Crazy. Who would have thought five years ago you didn't know what the hell crazy it was? Yeah, everyone, everyone goes crazy. 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 Crazy.